0: The Bible Study Podcast, episode 129. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke with Luke chapter 17. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We left off with Luke 16, which was talking about money, and we'll go into Luke 17 talking about sin, faith, and duty. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to sin are bound to come. But woe to that person through whom they come. It would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around his neck than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. So watch yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times comes back to you and says, I repent, Forgive him. Jesus understands that the church is not perfect and it's made of people who are not perfect and that sin will happen. But what is a greater concern is the people who will encourage sin or cause sin in others. People who will put a stumbling block in front of their brother or their sister. So if someone is having a problem with gossiping, it's the person who starts the gossip to them that he's concerned about. If someone is having a problem with alcohol, it's the buddy who encourages them to drink. If someone has a problem with lust, it's the low-cut dress, maybe. It's a number of different things that can encourage those around us to sin. And obviously, a millstone tied about your neck is a bad thing to be thrown into the sea with that. But he is saying that this is a serious issue. We need to be looking out for one another. We need to be thinking and acting in the best interest of one another. And we need to be forgiving one another because we are not going to get it right all the time. Jesus is very clear about that. Even if seven times in the same day your brother sins, rebuke him. So correct him that what you're doing is wrong, but forgive him. And it goes on, the Apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you had a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Would he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along and sit down to eat? Would he not rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink would he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do so you also when you have done everything you were told to do should say we are unworthy servants that have only done our duty it's not clear whether these two sections of that chapter are related is jesus saying that faithfulness is a way of increasing our faith I think it is, but I'm not sure that he is drawing that analogy right here. But we have two different sections. One is, Jesus is saying you don't need much faith to do great things. Like saying to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea. I guess he is saying, and I'm not sure, I guess he is saying that it isn't so much a matter of increasing our faith, but being faithful in all the things that we do. Because that's what the servant is doing. The servant is not expecting praise for serving. And we are called to serve. We are called to serve God. And to be faithful in that. That to me is really how we increase our faith, is we are faithful in all that we do to the extent that we have faith now. If I believe God, if I take my faith and I turn it into action, if I turn it into trust that is expressed in action, my faith will be increased over time as I continue to see the faithfulness of God. Were not all ten clean? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Ten lepers calling out to Jesus, calling out from a distance because they are required by the law to call out from a distance. They are required not to touch him, not to approach him, certainly not to throw themselves at his feet. Until if they are healed, if somehow the leprosy goes away, if it's some other skin condition which would usually be how it would go away, that was misdiagnosed as leprosy, they are supposed to show themselves to the priests, be declared clean, and then they can re-enter the community, then they can re-enter society. They are so far out of society that nine Jews and one Samaritan are actually hanging out together because they are so out because they are all outcasts. This Samaritan who would normally be an outcast to them is traveling with them because they're all outcasts. And it's this one Samaritan who turns back as soon as he's healed and brings praises to God, brings praises to Jesus, and thanks him. It is really, really easy for us to remember God when we need something. It is hard to do what this Samaritan did, And remember God when he is faithful. And remember God when he comes through for us. And you can understand why these nine others had lives to get back to. They had people who were waiting for them who had given them up as dead. And they are in a hurry to get back and live their lives. But one remembers that there is a reason they have a new lease on life, that there's a reason that they have new life, that they are clean, that they can go back into the community, that they can have friends and family again, and comes back and thanks God. We need to be like that one to remember all that God does for us. And finally, the chapter concludes, Once, having been asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, The kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation, nor will people say, Here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to his disciples, The time is coming when you will long to see the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. Men will tell you, There he is, or... Here he is, do not go running off after them, for the Son of Man in his day will be like the lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first he must suffer many things, and be rejected by this generation. There certainly have been, even in our day, people who have risen up and said that they are Jesus come back, and they were going to be from the beginning. And he's saying, don't listen to that. When I come back, you will know. Everyone will know. Like the lightning which flashes and people from horizon to horizon see it. When Jesus comes back, we will see it. It will be clear to all. And so he says, ignore this noise of claims and promises and rumors and speculation and Jesus tells them that he's going to be rejected. This is one of his prophecies of what will happen to him. He will suffer and be rejected. And he continues, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, and marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be just like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, no one who is on the roof of his house with his goods inside should go down to get them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to keep his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed, and one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding grain together, and one will be taken, and the other left. Where, Lord, they asked. He replied, where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Jesus is being a little cryptic here. He is talking about, we believe, a doctrine that has come to be known as the rapture. Two will be together, one will be taken, and one will be left. And he talks about how sudden it will be. That the people in the days of Noah, had they known the flood was coming, they would have acted differently. That the people in the days of Lot, in Sodom and Gomorrah, if they knew the destruction was coming, they would have acted differently. And similarly, when Christ comes again, if people knew that he was coming, if they were certain of it and sure of it, they would be acting differently. And it will catch us by surprise. I pray that it will not catch you by surprise in your faithfulness, that you will be ready with your spiritual bags packed, ready to go, because you have, like the servant we started with in this chapter, been serving faithfully. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them at the dot com or send an email to host at Podcast dot com or catch me on Twitter at twitter dot com slash chris two x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The love of God is immeasurable, it's unchanging, it's indescribable. Because God loves you so much, you can sleep through the night in peace. With Abide Bible Sleep Meditation, you can fall asleep fast with relaxing sleep stories based on scripture. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Bible Sleep Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at Abide.com.